And I'm so excited about that. So let's go on to the second question. This is a good one. Um, why? This is actually a question that one of you guys asked. This was during, uh, before we had the elections. So this is kind of a, an interesting question. Why is God letting our country fall apart with the debates and all? Is it a part of his plan? So this is during the time when Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were debating. It was super dramatic. A lot of, who watched the debates? Did any of you guys watch them? Who thought they were super awkward? Anybody? Like everything about them was super awkward from Hillary Clinton's little like weird shimmy she did to like Donald Trump like walking around her like during like a shark. Yeah, totally being Jaws. Super weird. So, okay. So here's the, here's the question. Oh yeah, Ted Cruz. That's like going way back. That's retro, man. Oh, he's like booger and he ate it. Yeah, that was... If you haven't seen Ted Cruz eat his own booger, just type in Ted Cruz booger. You'll be so happy you did. Um, have a barf bag ready. <clears throat> okay, listen. So here's the question. Why is God letting our country fall apart? Is it a part of his plan? So this is written during the time of debate. It's super dramatic. I want to ask, I want to address this question with more questions. Here's my question. Is our country falling apart? That's my first question. Who, like, okay, show of hands. Who thinks our country is falling apart? Anybody? Who feels that way when you watch the news or it's like one person? Sometimes I feel that way. Yeah? Okay. And here's another question. Is it a part of his plan for our country to fall apart? So let's look at the second part of that question first. Is, is it ever a part of God's plan for a country to fall apart? This is kind of like this Western mentality that we have where basically as Christians in America, a lot of times we view the world like the world revolves around us and like all of human history has been leading up to like America because we're number one, greatest country in the world, hooray. Um, here's the reality, the, the world doesn't revolve around us, America. The, the world doesn't revolve around us. In newsflash, America isn't even mentioned in the Bible in the end times. I mean, some people like try to make it seem like it does, maybe it does, but like clear, there's no clear definition of like America being mentioned. Um, my dad said it before, maybe we get wiped out. Like maybe, maybe the, the reason we don't get mentioned is because we get wiped out because of our sin or something. Um, during the time of the election, this idea of like America being the center of everything, including biblical prophecy, came out in some pretty ugly ways. Um, I remember some people that I knew who were circulating this article about how Trump was like the prophesied King Cyrus from Daniel chapter 27 or something. It's like, no, Cyrus is King Cyrus from Daniel chapter 27. Like no one else is. Like he was a guy and he existed. Like, please, it was this weird article that got circulated. Um, and you can read up on crazy Christian conspiracy theories. Like, I remember plenty of people saying Obama was the Antichrist. Newsflash, he wasn't. People used to say, people used to say that Bush was the Antichrist. Guess what? He wasn't, unless he's got some tricks up his sleeve, besides dog paintings. He paints dogs, look it up. Um, yeah, George W. Bush paints dogs. That, like, he was the president, and then like, his follow-up career, dog painter. Anyway, uh, it's true. Right now, there are Jews in the world who actually think Trump is the Messiah. <laughs> and there's Christians who are like following this story really interestingly, which just drives me crazy because it's like, we already know who the Messiah is. It's Jesus. Listen, listen. Whenever you're asking the question, is this a part of God's plan? It's important to remind yourself, what does the Bible say God's plan is? 
That's like the central thing you have to go to. Anytime you're reading the newspaper or looking at the world crumbling around you, you have to ask the question, okay, I have to center myself. What is God's actual plan? Salvation through Jesus and a restored, renewed world is God's plan. Boom, there it is on the table. So back to the next, or back to the earlier question, is our country falling apart? Well, here's another question. What's your standard of falling apart? You have to be very careful because over-exaggerations are kind of an insult to the persecuted church. Like there's people who are like, oh my gosh, Christmas and Starbucks doesn't say Christmas on their Christmas cups. Oh my gosh, the world's falling apart. Christianity is losing its hold and the whole world's going to hell. There are countries where Christians are being beheaded, where they're being driven underground and they have to meet in secret homes around the world, where they're being arrested for their faith, driven out of their homes and forced to leave their countries as refugees. In America, we got Starbucks. So we don't have to worry that much compared to other people out there. We're not there. What about sin? Our country is falling apart. And many people like to focus on homosexuality as like the sin that's ruining everything. Listen, I, I don't think homosexuality is right. I believe personally that that's something that if practiced is a sin. And I can talk more about that later. If you guys have questions, feel free to ask questions and we can do a whole study on that. But that's not the only thing that's wrong with the world. You see, if people want to say our country is falling apart, I think more accurately, and one of you guys nailed it earlier when you said it, it's not just our country, it's the world. The world is falling apart. Consider abortion. One of, just to me, the, the worst sins, and I, I really don't think that there's really a ranking of the worst sins, but just in my own heart, I look at just how many babies every year are murdered because of abortion, and it just tears me up inside. In America, um, this is back in 2010, the statistic was we kill 1,365,000 babies every year. But you know what? In Vietnam, it's 1,520,000. In Russia, it's 2,287,000. And in China, it's 7,930,000 babies every year. So it's not just us, it's the world. The world is breaking apart. Think of divorce rates. In America, 53% of marriages end in divorce, but in France, it's 55. In Cuba, it's 56. In Estonia, 58. Spain, 61. The Czech Republic, 66. In Belgium, 71% of marriages last. So only 20-something percent of marriages survive in Belgium. It's sad. Our focus as Americans is mostly on our country. And that makes sense. We live in our country. I don't live in Spain. I don't live in the Czech Republic. But you know what? We can't be so focused on our country that we forget that God is not concerned about whether or not we're a Christian nation. He's concerned about Christians in the nation. He's concerned with his kingdom. The Christians are right. It's pride, which has been the chief cause of misery in every nation and every family since the world began. C.S. Lewis says this, and then he says, pride is the mother of all sins, the original sin of Lucifer, and an instrument strung, but preferring to play itself because it thinks it knows the music better than the musician. That's where our world is at. Is America falling apart? Yeah, but just like all the other countries of the world, listen, sin is everywhere. Look around, our world is falling apart. And the empires of the world are not the kingdom of heaven. The empires of the world are kingdoms of hell. That's the reality. And you don't wanna fool yourself into thinking because 
it's, we think of our country as a Christian nation. Look at our country. Look at the people in it. 80% of the people in America call themselves Christians, but does that reflect the divorce rates and the abortion rates and the murder rates and the, just all of the things going on? Does that reflect the amount of disciples of Jesus you see on a regular basis? Would you say 80% of the people in your school are followers of Jesus and disciples and hardcore committed Christians? That's not what we see. Now, the question of, you know, a country falling apart, is that part of God's plan? Well, there's a biblical principle, which is God giving us what we want. In Psalm 81, verses 8 through 16, God, I'm going to paraphrase, but what God basically says, it's talking to Israel. So, so picture Israel. He's talking to Israel and he's saying, Israel, listen, I would bless you. I would give you fruit and vegetables and grains and I would bless your fields and I would bless your people, but you won't have any of me. You just wanna do your own thing. So you know what? I give you over to your own desires. I give you over to them. That's a biblical principle. We see that all throughout the Bible with people and with countries. When people just wanna do their own thing, eventually God reaches a point where he says, I'm just gonna give you over to what you wanna do. Maybe you even have friends in your life right now who are struggling with this. Maybe you have friends who at one point walked with Jesus and they were committed, but now they just wanna do their own thing. And it seemed almost at one time they were kinda of on the fence, but now they're just fully surrendered to their sin. Sometimes God lets people completely go off in their sin because he wants them to see the pain and destruction that comes from playing with sin. I can't tell you how many of my own friends who went off and for years just completely were given to sex and drugs and alcohol abuse and all of these things. And then they come back like five or 10 years later and they're like, I was so wrong and I just wasted 10 years of my life. God does that. There's this principle. So for our own country, I mean, we've, our country's done some bad things over the years. We've had a lot of sin in our country. So there's a reality that at some point, God can look at our country, and even though there's a lot of Christians in it, he can, for the country whole, say, I'm just gonna give you guys over to your sin because that's gonna be your own destruction. Now, doesn't the Bible say if we pray, we can save our country? Um, some of you guys know this verse, 2 Chronicles 7.14 from the Old Testament. If my people called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. My face will turn from, or if they'll seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. Has anyone ever heard that verse? Yeah, anybody? That's a really common one used and applied to America. Um, usually when it's like National Day of Prayer, that verse gets posted all over Facebook. It's a good verse. But I want to consider some things. So, so the idea is, doesn't the Bible say if, if we pray, we can save our country? Well, think of the original verse. Second Chronicles 7.14 is in the Old Testament. So who's it written to? Anybody? What country? Jewish. Jewish. Jewish country. Israel. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it written to America? No. Is it written to England or France? No. No. Okay. So in the original context, it's written to Israel. And God's people in the Old Testament are who? Jewish. Jewish, the Israelite people. What's their hope? What are they putting all their hope in? The Messiah. the Messiah. And the land that they're living in, the promised land. Everything is led up to this land and the Messiah coming to the land. But today, what has happened? Where are we now in history? 
Who is God's people now? Nobody. Nobody. It's followers of Christ. I mean, Israel has a very special place in God's plan, but God's plan was always to have a family, and it begins with Israel, God's chosen people, and then Messiah comes. And Messiah is there for the Jews, and many Jews follow Jesus, and then that bursts a movement out of the Jewish Christian movement in Israel that now spans the world. Now we're all a part of it. Like, you guys are a part of a movement that started in Israel with the Jews. So God's people is the Jewish and Gentile family of God, the Christians, all around the world. So for us, how can we apply this verse when we read it? Well, two ways. One, yes, pray for your country. Because think about it this way. Like, make it really practical. If people are sinning, all around your country, what will follow? What's the result of sin? Death, destruction. So if people in your country are sinning constantly, there's gonna be a ton of death and destruction because of that. If people stop sinning and turn to God, will things get better? Yes. Think about it. You can apply this to anything. If your school is full of people sinning constantly, maybe it is. If you pray for your school and you get people in your school together and many people in your school turn to Christ, will things get better? Absolutely. If your family is full of sin, if like you love being here, but when you're with your family, it's just nonstop sin and just nonstop destruction. You see sin just tearing your family apart constantly. If you pray for them and if you influence them to follow Jesus, will things get better? Yes. So yes, we need to pray for our country and our families and our schools. However, this is just a no. I think the Christian's application of this verse should be a little bit different than the original Jew. For the Jews, they focused on their land. Um, for Christians, we have the full picture. For God so loved the what? World. Often we can have tunnel vision and we can only care about our own country. This isn't just American Christians. This is Christians in Germany. This is Christians in New Zealand. This is Christians in England. A lot of times we can really only focus on what's going on in our country. When was the last time you prayed for God to heal Iraq? When was the last time where you asked God to restore Uganda? When was the last time that you prayed, Lord, bless Syria? Or even like, Lord, bless Russia? That's a weird one right now. When, think about this. Guys, when you take away the borders, what is our land? Just land. It's just land. It's just earth. What are we? We're earthlings. Jewish. I mean, you sound like a, no. <laughs> You sound like an alien when you say it, but yeah, we're earthlings. We are all a part. We are the world. We are the children. Um, listen, guys, my encouragement for Christians around the world, including you guys, and why do I tell you guys this? Like, do you guys, I hope you guys don't think I just like to hear myself talk. I love you guys. You guys are the next generation of influencers or influencers and world changers. You guys are the next generation that's gonna raise up more disciples. When I'm old, you guys are gonna be discipling people. Someone in this group one day may have my job. Like, I, the reason I'm telling you guys this is because I want you to get the reality in your mind that the world is falling apart, not just our country, the world is falling apart. And if you care, what does that verse say? God's people, humble yourselves, pray and seek God. Turn from your sin and God will heal. It's an awesome verse. 
There's this guy named G.K. Chesterton who I love. Um, he's this British guy, and he was really influential in Christian writings. And they, he was this guy where people knew him, and, and the newspapers would interview him, and they asked him, G.K. Chesterton, what's wrong with the world? And his response was, gentlemen, I am. I love that response. He knows it's the sin in his own heart that's the problem. And if every human would get that, because we love to point fingers, if every human would get that, I'm the problem, what's wrong with this world? And Jesus is the answer. I'm the problem, not Trump, not Hillary, not Obama, not your friend at school who, or your frenemy or the person who's making your life miserable, not your dad, not your mom, not your sister, not your brother, not your uncle, not your aunt, not your friend who backstabbed you. If we get the reality that my sin causes pain and destruction in the world, if we get that, amazing things happen because when we humble ourselves and when we turn to God, there's so many times where I hear people use that verse. If if our country would just humble itself and turn to God, what they really mean is if those people would humble themselves, if (laughs) if the homosexuals would just humble themselves, if the Democrats would just humble themselves, if the, you know, fill in the blank. If, if, if those people would just humble themselves and pray, then everything would be better. Listen, if every one of us humbled ourselves and realized the sin in our life that causes destruction to other people, if we humbled ourselves and turned to God, that's where revival starts. Here's the amazing thing. This prayer is already being answered because the gospel is going out all over the world healing. People all over the world are being healed physically and spiritually. There's people who have sicknesses and people who have spiritual pain who are being healed by the gospel. Is our country falling apart? Yes. Is the world falling apart? Yes. Is it God's plan? No, God never causes sin. Our destruction is a result of us running into the fire. So sin is never God's plan. However, do you guys remember the story of Joseph? I'm not gonna go through it, but what happens? He gets sold into slavery by his brothers. He ends up in Egypt. He sees his brothers again. He's like the vice president of Egypt. What does he say? What Satan meant for evil, God turned around for good. So whatever Satan throws at this world, no matter what country falls apart, God is always there to scoop up the pieces and make something beautiful out of the dust. Here's the bottom line. Does God judge sinful nations? Yes. Bottom line, all nations and empires are sinful, included, including America. But the bottom line for Christians is we are citizens of the kingdom of God. You see, once you're saved, it's like you get a new passport. You're a new citizen, not of America, not of England, not of Germany, not wherever. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Here's how you need to view yourself. And I really want you guys as the young generation to get this. View yourself as a citizen of the kingdom of God first and a citizen of wherever you live second. View yourself as a missionary to wherever you live. Think of yourself as I am a missionary in America. God has planted me in America. I am a missionary to the States. I am a missionary to Vista. I'm a missionary to Oceanside. I'm a missionary to Carlsbad. Because our faith is not in our country. If our country is destroyed due to its own sinfulness, let's say America gets so sinful it just consumes itself like the Roman Empire falls. Let's say an enemy attacks America. Let's say God just literally like sends a fireball and destroys America. Listen, we're not destroyed because we have a bulletproof soul. We're citizens of the kingdom, so no matter what happens, whether the huge earthquake happens that everyone's talking about in California and the San Andreas fault line like that movie, no matter what happens, 
we live forever. And the goal of our life right now is our mission to reach as many people as possible with the gospel. Revival starts in the heart. We're not a people called to be obsessed with what's going on in the world and how the world's going down in flames. We're called to be agents of the resurrection. We're called to reflect what heaven looks like so we can bring as many people as possible along for the ride. Revival starts with you.